everybody, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting, back with another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Short and sharp on today, just wanted to answer a question which came through uh, the Mets Mastermind. It was in relation to a, a video that I created a few years ago now about how to train to improve your VO2 max. So I'll read out the question, it's from Jack. So it's in relation to increasing your VO2 max with high volume training or zone two. When you say lactic acid shuts off mitochondria, how does this actually happen? Does the presence of lactate shut off mitochondrial biogenesis adaptations or type 1 fibers? So it's obviously a fairly complex question. I'm going to break it down simply and, and disclaimer, you know, there's <laughs> my, my, my knowledge in the, in the biological element of this, of this question is, is limited to, a, to my own Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science knowledge. I'm sure there are, there's lots of information out there, but I just want to really simplify and break it down uh, into an easy to understand uh, summary. So basically, the a back, background of the question was around when we do zone two training, so our high volume, low intensity training, we want to limit the lactic acid in the blood because when we have lactic acid in the blood, we get a decreased blood pH. So we get more acidic blood. And this acidity is a suboptimal environment for mitochondrial biogenesis or mitochondrial adaptation. We know we need mitochondria for, for glycolysis uh, and for beta oxidation. So whether we want to use a carbohydrate or a fat, we need lots of mitochondria. The more mitochondria, the more oxygen that we can turn into usable energy. Um, so what lactic acid does, because it's acidic, at the optimal environment for mitochondria is a blood pH of 7.35 to 7.45. So slightly on the alkaline scale. So it's a very fine range, 7.35 to 7.45. When we have lots of lactic acid in the blood, we go below that range. We go from 7.35 down to say 7.25, 7.3. It doesn't sound like a massive change, but it's a suboptimal environment. And what it does is it inhibits glycolytic enzymes. So all those enzymes that are responsible for glycolysis, turning carbohydrate into usable energy, they start to slow down and become inhibited. It's basically like trying to go for a run in negative 30 degrees and also in 50 55 degree heat so you can still do it you can still function but it's 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 inhibited you're not going to perform the optimal at your optimum peak so to say it shuts off mitochondria maybe that was probably a little bit uh, strict strictly speaking it was incorrect it doesn't shut off mitochondria it inhibits the enzymes that create energy through the mitochondria uh, and it just slows the, it slows the rate of that glycolysis of that energy production. So instead of it working at 100% capacity, if we go slightly below the pH, so a bit of lactic acid comes in, it works at 90%. And then you get significant lactic acid accumulation, it works at 50%, so on and so forth. So it will still always work, um, but not to its maximum capacity. So when we talk about mitochondrial biogenesis, so actually adapting to training, there's, a lots, of, there's lots of stimuli that's going to change the mitochondria. So one of them is... Um, hey, the, the longer it spends, so the more active those glycolytic enzymes are, uh, the more adaptation which will occur. That's one way of doing it. So by having not much lactic acid for our zone two sessions, that, that's a good environment, a good stimulus for us to grow and adapt the mitochondria. But that's not the only way a mitochondria will change. So we can do high intensity training. We can spend time at 95% VO2 max and above. Well, we are obviously going to have lactic acid present in the blood, but the stimulus there is basically an energy crisis where we have um, we have a high energy or oxygen demand and our body cannot yet create that or cannot supply that demand. So our mitochondria get forced to adapt through a whole lot of complicated processes. Another way we can adapt is through um, reducing our fuel usage. So if you actually get glycogen depletion, so you run out of carbohydrates or close to during a session, then again, that, that energy crisis there is also going to create another stimulus 
uh, to increase the number, size, and surface area of mitochondria. So that's where you can play around with things like fasted training for a zone two session when the low when it's going to be low intensity training. Um, there is a strategic time and place to to reduce your carbohydrate intake, so you start to burn and utilize fat more quickly in that in that session. Um, the only downside to it is obviously you're not going to be able to exercise at high intensity if you have no carbohydrates. So you need to strictly keep that zone too. So in summary of what I'm trying to say here, um, when we have lots of lactic acid, it is the increase in pH, sorry, the decrease in pH, the increase in blood acidity, which inhibits all those enzymes that are responsible for glycolysis, uh, which, which slows performance and is a suboptimal environment for mitochondria to grow and adapt. Um, however, it's not the only way a mitochondria can adapt. We can reduce our carbohydrates. Um, storage and using fat, which again would be a zone two session, or we could go the opposite and yes, get some lactic acid in there, but really get to a high VO2 max where we need to, uh, where our body basically goes, hey, I need more oxygen in, so I'm going to grow and adapt my mitochondria so we can use oxygen more quickly. Um, if Jack, if you want to find out more information about that, um, Google something along the lines of the effect of blood pH on phosphofructokinase activity, PFK, that's the main glycolytic enzyme. Um, uh, but that's obviously a fairly uh, in-depth and scientific uh, progression to what we've spoken about today. So hopefully that clarifies it. That keeps it quite simple. Um, you wouldn't perform well in negative 30. You wouldn't perform well in positive 50. We just need to find that optimal environment of 7.35 to 7.45 pH. Speak to you soon. Bye.